I, I was at a, uh, down in McAllen, Texas, I was at a, uh, a code RGV, which is a, which we didn't have growing up. Uh, no. <laughs> um, I, cause I, I was, I was part of the one percenter schools, uh, down in Texas, the bottom 1%, you know, oh, there nice. is another 1%. And anyways, he was like, you know, trying to, it's like, if I go get a CCNA, will I get a job? And I'm like, how about you go through the technology and then match it to what you're looking for in a position? You're listening to the AngleFreeIT.com podcast. IT career and culture advice without an angle. And now your host, the guy who is driven crazy on a daily basis from outsourced recruiters, Preston Kilburn. What's up, navigators? Hey, this is Preston Kilburn just checking in with you. Thanks for being with me today. And thanks for tuning into this awesome episode. So the really neat thing about doing this episode is I get to connect with people who knowingly or unknowingly have poured into my career and my development as a technology practitioner, right? Making me a better person at what I do, which then affects who I am. And one such person is Neil Moore. Now, for those of you who don't know who Neil Moore is, just prepare to be blown away with how humble this guy is when we get to talk to him. So Neil Moore is pretty much the or one of the original like Cisco world OG badasses. He has eight CCIEs, which is all of them, a CCD, an RHCE, pretty much every expert level certification he has. Neil and I were able to get together and talk about his methodologies for studying, how his career has progressed, and what he thinks is important for people to know. So get ready and just be shocked at some of the value bombs and like amazing wisdom that Neil shares with us on this episode. One quick thing I did want to add before we get into the episode, have you taken a minute to subscribe to the show? That would be awesome if you could. I would appreciate it. What happens when you subscribe to the show is other people find out about it because it moves up in the algorithm. So go take a minute, subscribe to the show, and if you could, leave a review. It takes like five seconds. Hey, I like the show. It's good. Preston's show sucks. Whatever you want to write in the show. Hopefully it's great. If not, whatever. Hey, I appreciate the critical feedback. Maybe don't leave it in a review. Write me an email. But hey, take a minute, subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a review. It would mean so much to me and it allows the show to get to other people. And, you know, hey, other people really need this information to make their career better, right? I know that we're going to learn a lot from Neil today, and I want other people to benefit from this knowledge. So thank you so much. And here we go. Here is Neil. Hey there, Navigators. So today I have, I'm, I'm just going to say it, one of, one of my heroes. We have none other than Neil Moore. So if you don't know who Neil Moore is, you probably should. But Neil Moore is tied for number one with CCIEs. 
He has eight CCIEs, a CCDE, um, and has been an active member of the networking and, you know, compute technology for, for a long time. Um, and he, he's just like, go Google him. If you don't know who it is, pause the podcast, go Google him and be like, Oh, and then come back. Um, and get ready to learn some cool new stuff. So without further ado, you know, welcome Neil. <laughs> Thanks. And by the way, if you Google me, I'm not that sneaky one that did an email over in England to get out of jail. I'm the other one. So there you go. <laughs> I, I must you have missed that. that too. Yeah, yeah. If you look, there's a Neil Moore that he uh, wanted to get out of jail. So he sent an email to the bailiff saying, uh, yeah, let Neil Moore out of jail. And they go, oh, okay, we have an email. And they let him out. <laughs> so oh, that I'm not is that one. Awesome. Just say it. <laughs> so a little bit more background. So, you know, with my experience, here's how I first found out about Neil. Um, and it's something that we were chatting about a little bit before I hit record here. But I first found out about Neil when I was working with HP switches and I was trying to interconnect them with um, a Cisco switch. And there was not really documentation in HP switches or they work great, but they're a little bit different than Cisco switches. And I found these YouTube videos. Um, we were talking a little bit, you know, Neil, about, you know, that that's sort of been your bread and butter. But, you know, maybe starting from kind of the beginning, like, how did you get into this? Like, how did you decide technology is for me and this is what I want to do for my job? Sure. Uh, yeah, I can, I can give it a shot because, I mean, maybe it's, it might not be the same for you, Preston, but for uh, some of the podcasts, this is probably going to go before you were born. So, you know, take it for, <laughs> take it for what you're, uh, for what it's worth. But um, way, way back, uh, and this would have been down in, at, the, at the bottom of Texas in Edinburgh. I, uh, my middle school was between uh, my middle school and my house was between uh, Pan American University, or I think it's still called that. But um, back in the uh, the late seventies, the uh, and I was I was you know, I was in middle school at the time. But back then, you, uh, there was a the computer science place was between the the buildings uh, or between my house and and the school. So I would stop in there. And the uh, and the uh, PDP eleven and the Vax guys would say, "Hey, yo, come over here, pull up a seat." And they did the old "Hello World," and and I was like, "Oh, this is this is this is it." So, uh, at about you know eight or nine years old, I was pretty much set that uh, technology was going to be the the way I was going to go. And you were talking about, I mean, if you follow the you know, follow that that. TCPIP, the internet, all of that stuff wasn't around yet. So, if you had to, if you wanted to figure something out, uh, it could be days or weeks of, of with with no internet and no Google to to figure things out. And so you tend to memorize stuff really, really, you know, because that was all you had. That and yeah. writing it down on a piece of paper. <laughs> and uh, then it just progressed. Uh, uh, Sco, Xenix, Unix, uh, AT and T, Unix. Um, I, uh, when I was made it to uh, high school, I was making like 25 bucks an hour, um, 
as a uh, fixing SCO Xenix boxes for people. So back, I mean, I was, I was, I was, I had my own car. I mean, I was doing pretty well for myself uh, with the, uh, with the computer stuff. And then, and it kind of falls into what I was looking for was you had, folks that were good at one section and then good at another. And I learned how to bring the two different technologies together, mm-hmm. similar to like uh, SCO Xenix and serial interfaces or something like that. There are two different styles of technology and then you would marry them together and then you would have a skill set that either of the other two silos, so to speak, wouldn't have. And I just followed that for, for years and years. So you were human middleware. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, uh, I, I found it was a lot more fun. I mean, you, you learned you learned a whole lot. I mean, you had some super, super smart people on the PDP side, and I'm going dating myself for sure, but on the PDP side that knew how to make it sing and dance, but knew absolutely nothing about this thing called a modem. And, uh, you know, or, or and they were on BitNet. And the ARPANET, what? I mean, why would you want to mess with that? That's not a superior product. You know, it's like, oh, you know, you start putting them together and uh, you you learn more from both sides than picking one, so to speak. That's so, it's funny that you mention it. So um, people who are listening to the show, you know, you can go look at, uh, or look, listen to episode seven, which is with uh, Strata Chalup. And it's funny that Neil mentions this because Strata said the same thing. She was messing with PDP and, and uh, right when ARPANET came in and she was working in Massachusetts at the time and at this place called MIT and she was like this is really cool like this could be a thing (laughs) right place right time that's for sure (laughs) so okay so you learned how to bridge technologies you know obviously you're really well known I mean historically like I know you because you you know you work at the same company as me but um, you, you're known because you are number one. You share that tie with only one other person on the planet right now, or at least last last I checked. <laughs> yeah. Um, for all your CCIEs, I kind of like that is the question that I initially had. Um, so, you know, obviously, you know, that takes a process. What was your first... CCIE experience like and what have you refined since doing the first one? <laughs> yeah, the the first one was uh, uh, that was that was the one where I thought that I knew a lot of stuff but when I went to RTP uh, I got spanked like nobody's business so uh, that's where I quickly found out that I may have thought I was the smartest person in the room, but there was a whole lot of people in that room that were smarter than me when I, when I sat down for that lab. Uh, and uh, that's where I uh, learned that the, the nuances of the are, are where it's at, not broad strokes. So knowing OSPF and BGP, sure, but you need to know it at a, you know, at a detail that, the, the way, the, and I had to refine this technique through all of the CCIEs, but I'll give you the, I'll give you the, the most common question. Then I'll get back to the first one. It's like, why the heck, Neil, are you taking like eight CCIEs and the CCDE? And, and to me, uh, Cisco at the time had 
one of the best learning plans that I I'd ever seen. So it's like if you if you understand the blueprint and you go to like INE or IP expert mm-hmm. uh, and and you understand uh, first how to put it all together and then learn the underlying technologies, you're pretty much set. And uh, and and one of the things is it, having a CCIE and 2002 for route switch is not even in the same ballpark as a, I mean the difficulty yes because 2002 difficulty and 2018 difficulty I think they're equal I mean I'm just going by what I see on INE stuff but mm-hmm. back then I mean I mean how, I mean how, how could I find a job uh, today saying that I'm an Apple talker and IPX and IPX for IPX, by the way, is Novell networking for, you know, it, I mean, it's a uh, token ring and all of these things that, uh, yeah, yeah. that they don't know about, but, uh, that's, that, that was it. It was like, okay, I did this one. And then I did security because my security side wasn't uh, up to par, but Cisco gave me a, a very structured learning plan. And that's where, uh, the, the part that was missing off their plan was the structure of learning. And uh, I mean, they said everything you needed to do, but then it, it, uh, quickly it would re- I would refine towards the end because the last one that I have is the redhead architect. And uh, that was another one that's like uh, seven tests and they're all, all hands-on tests. Okay. Uh, for that one, but what it what I learned as I was going along is um, okay. Check check your strengths, check your weaknesses, and then you know work your work your way up. And then and it's it's kind of a, a another one is that it, it the only way that you can improve is to measure your improvement. Uh, so I would have spread I, later on. I mean, this is over the course of like what five or six. CCIEs, I guess, mm-hmm. is I would, I would create a blueprint and then learn from the blueprint and then go hit INE's labs or whoever's labs and learn that one, um, that one technique. And then I would take it and then, okay, I'm sitting uh, maybe at Pactive or somewhere like that where we're doing wireless and call manager. And I was like, okay, I'm going to combine the two together. Uh, and Okay, so now we got a lift truck or something that's moving at 35 miles an hour through a warehouse on wireless doing voice. Can we keep this thing going? And so we would sit there and work on getting the uh, the the stuff worked out so this 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 truck could keep going and still keep that phone call. And you pick up again. That's one of the ones that crosses technologies, and mm-hmm. it helps to. Uh, really solidify the oh that's oh so if somebody does turn on a microwave which uses the same uh, 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 frequency range it just causes everything not to work I mean it's it's, uh, it's crazy stuff like that that you you pick up and then uh, you combine that with the routing protocols and everything else but one of the nice things about it and you mentioned it earlier Preston was about the uh, when I joined HP I was like okay I I'm going to take everything that I've learned from the Cisco world and only apply the technology to it, not the, not, not the hardware itself. So OSPF is OSPF. Now let's see how close the OSPFs were (laughs) and, uh, and, uh, and then work it out or my, you know, the one I was mentioning before this call about the F1000 firewall and an ASA with IPsec. The only way that, uh, you know, the only way that you could find absolute truth was with Fireshark. Um, 
to, to see what the packet was doing. And if you had studied for the test instead of studying for the technology, it's like, well, I don't know how to debug this. You know, like when you bring up Wireshark and you start to see the uh, the Ike negotiations, you go, oh, I see what you're doing and make the change. <laughs> so, yeah. And, uh, yeah, stuff like that. But uh, it just worked its way up. And, uh, and then I uh, ran out of CCIEs. So I uh, was like, well, I've, I've really wanted the Red Hat one. And I've had the VM, since we both work at VMware, I've had the VMware one since VMware came out. So I've, uh, um, but the, you know, then it was like, okay, I got this one. I need to get better on Red Hat. I need to get better. So mm-hmm. I went and looked at Red Hat's learning uh, uh, stuff and, and went through it. And in some ways, their, their stuff was good, but it, it was dated. So that was where I started running into problems is, uh, the technology that was in the learning was three revs behind what I was seeing in the field. And that's oh, where, wow. and that's where the, and this is, this is the crazy bar. I was like, okay, you know, I could, it could make this a positive or make this a negative. And I'm like, well, if I make this a positive, uh, I'll be able to, to migrate people from one to the other. So I would study the old one to migrate to the new one. And uh, like for OpenStack and uh, stuff like that, OpenStack, different kinds of Linuxes. And you'd work on, okay, if I can get this migration working, I'm going to know all the troubleshooting that goes into it. I'm going to know the logs from the old. I'm going to know the history of it. I'm going to know processors better, uh, you know, processes and processors and how, how things work. So I kind of use that as a, as a learning experience because I would have to reset myself and go, okay, I'm, I'm getting on a uh, – copy of kilo uh, OpenStack, or mm-hmm. uh, you know it's like okay i can't use any of the uh the you know any of the new stuff like yeah you know, so okay and then and then okay and then we get asked like for vmware for you know OpenStack, vmware integrate OpenStack is like okay you know what do we need to do to migrate this and it's like okay let's look at your heat maps let's look at this and say oh you make these changes or you've made this custom to to apply it to the new one so that kind of helps to bridge the technologies, even though it's OpenStack as an example, it's two different flavors and, and then look for all oh, the commonalities between the mm-hmm. two. And, you know, then that's, like I, said, I like to hang out in the middle between the, uh, uh, the two technologies because I learn from both sides of the, of the stuff. Yeah. So, so you work on bridging that gap. Um, so, so I'm going to ask you a quick question. Um, and I'm going to, I don't know if you know him or not, but it, one of my first interviews for the show was actually a guy who, who lives fairly close to you. He's, he's down in Houston. Um, and his name is Julian Rodriguez. And um, I think, I think he merely has five CCIEs and a CCDE, but <laughs> um, it was, it was funny because I was asking him like, Hey, how do you, when people ask you, you know, oh my God, like how do you afford the gear and, you know, all the time and, and the expense, like the actual doing it of studying. And he's like, how can I afford not to? Um, and I spent a lot of time, you know, helping people who are maybe not as far along as I am in, in my career, but I kind of have that opinion of, well, I need to invest in myself because every time I've done that, I make more money. So can you talk a little bit about 
you know, what you would tell people to do, like maybe they want to get a CCIE or a Red Hat certification, but they're like, ah, I don't, I don't necessarily want to spend the money or should I spend the money? Like what has your experience been with that? Yeah, because one of the things is that um, it would be using the equivalent of uh, getting a, um, a master's degree, but not really liking what you do. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, and, and so that's, that's where it, 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 going ground up is where it's like, okay, I don't want to, I don't want to be uh, a CCIE or be a Red Hat or be a VMware, whatever it is, because it makes a lot of money. I, I do it because it's like, this is, this is really interesting to me and it makes a lot of money. <laughs> so because yeah. it's, it's the short haul, you know, you you get interested in, in the, in the funds you're going to make, but it's the long haul that uh, keeps you uh, getting refreshed in the, uh, in the data um, ever, ever since, I mean, it, it, it goes way back in time. So, I mean, even at an early age, I was uh, using a lot of my, my money um, to, to, to advance my knowledge and everything. But it's one of the ones that you have to, to make sure that you're picking something that you're, that you like and that you're passionate about it. So uh, if, if you pick things that you are passionate about, but you don't really like them, like I want to be a, you know, a rock star in, in a band, uh, you know, that's something you're passionate about, but you know, you, I don't, I don't like the process of, of having to sit there and learn chords six hours a day. Yeah. That's where you have to, you have to kind of bring the two together to use an analogy. So it's like the same thing for the CCIE. I, uh, or any of those, I started at the CCNA, um, because I knew that I wanted to be the CCIE part or, or, or I thought I was and and this is again, dating myself a little bit, but the LinkedIn wasn't around yet. So you really only had Dice and Monster back then as the, as the go-to sites. Mm-hmm. So I would go out to the sites and, and find out what a, uh, a low, mid, and high range person would make. And then I would go and find uh, who they would talk to on a daily basis. So the network people would talk to the server people. So it's like, okay, I'm going to go get uh, work on my Microsoft certifications or, and I only picked the certifications because if, if I, uh, I, I have the attention span sometimes of like a six month old puppy. So I will go all over the place. If I don't write it down and have it where I can measure and when I'm going to stop, I may, um, and this is what I did in 2002, 2003 or so is I would stick on something way longer than was needed to, to, to do the job. So, um, and, and that way the, the whole process kept me, uh, okay, I'm going to do OSPF. I'm going to do these five or six things on OSPF. I don't need to do the 25 things. I just have to know they exist. And then, move on to the next one. Otherwise I would, I would go down a rat hole. So helping uh, for, for the folks on the call, um, I, I, I so if, if the end result is to, to be a, uh, to be a CCIE, you, you kind of want to, one, it's, it's a constant evolution. So you're not trying, you're not trying to attach yourself to a 2002 CCIE. You're trying to attach yourself to a 2018 CCIE and how, how they do things. Because by the time you're through the process, a lot of the things will still be very relevant to your, 
to your test and, and to, yeah. to what you're trying to do. And then from there, it's like, okay, I know I'm doing layer two, layer three, but I'm going to learn Wireshark and, and I'm going to put a little bit of application data, like Active Directory, something say, like, uh, I guess the best way to put it is like, um, you pick a company and Let's see what's a what's a nice random company. Oh, okay. One of the first ones I was at, like Caterpillar, I mean, uh, is that I would look on Monster and Dice, and I go, okay, they're looking for a Lotus Notes admin, a CC Mail admin, an HP Open Mail admin. Oh, HP Open Mail, that's Linux based or as uh, HP UX based. Mm-hmm. I know that, and I know HP UX, and I know networking. So why don't I see if I can, you know, I have that skill set and they had a position open and I was like, okay, that, that, that matches my skill set and it crosses multiple jobs. So that when I get there, um, if I don't like the politics or I don't like the people I'm working with, which, which, which wasn't the case, but if, 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 uh, if I know, then I have the ability, okay, I'm going to learn CC mail. I'm gonna, and these are, I'm using uh, uh, software packages that have been dead for, probably 10, 15 years, but, <laughs> um, uh, but they were, they were plenty alive back then. And I, and again, that was another one of those ones and this was 1996. So, I mean, just to give you a point of reference where I, Oh, I can bridge the gap because I know all of these processes and I know Unix pretty darn well from, uh, cause I've been doing it forever. Yeah. And so that allowed me to bridge it. And that's when I was there. Um, and I met the networking people and I was like, man, that CCIE thing, man, those, those dudes are smart. I mean, that's because, again, just giving everybody a point of reference, back then you actually had to pay for TCP IP. It wasn't free. So, <laughs> um, you know, it was like, it was an expensive product uh, to add to your, uh, to your Unix boxes. So, I mean, these guys were like, oh, okay. So, I, you know, I was talking to them and, and the skill set, and they were talking in a language that I didn't understand. So, and, and then back then the CCNA wasn't out. So I, and this is 96 and I got my CCIE in 2002. So I started, that's, that's how long I, I spent. Okay. When I have the skill set and, and IP, I had to find out if IP would take off because IP wasn't as popular as it is now out there. And mm-hmm. then it's like, okay. And then I was like, boom, now, now it's time to go to come off the Unix side and then take my Unix skill set and apply it to networking. And it was like, whoa, you, you're like automating in the 90s. I mean, like logging in and doing all of my stuff to 100 switches at once for me. So I, again, that was another one of those bridge, uh, the bridge thing. So, uh, you know, that, that uh, you know, that, that, that's all I can say really is that you're, you're, you're trying to uh, uh, make sure that you can get around, you know, four or five uh really smart people in their particular disciplines. And if you act as the glue or the, uh, the interchange between them, you're going to pick up the skill set of all five of those people and, uh, you know, just make yourself that much more valuable to the, to the company and to yourself and move up the certification. If, if you choose to go that, that way, uh, to move up the, the certification, uh, you know, ladder, and uh, it's like, oh, you know, it could be five years from now, you know, to be a CCIE doesn't have the power, or, you know, the, the influence that it does. And but you'll have that skill set to be able to work on anything. Yeah. Of- so this is a thing that's come up. Um, and 
you know, I never really had a really good answer for it other than, well, I, I feel that you're wrong, but what would you say to people who are like, well, certifications are crap and it's, it's all about the experience. Like the, the experience is the only thing that counts. Like what, what are your feelings about that? Well, the, the thing is that it, it really creates a, you know, a paradigm because you have no end to your studying. Uh, when you get the certification, it's like, uh, uh, you know, different levels of, of a belt system, like for martial arts, it, you may have the experience, you've been there for, for, for 25 years, and you're still a white belt. I mean, you haven't graduated to the black belt so that you can pick up the, the next uh, skill set. It, it, it's, it's more in the structured learning. You go through the experience, but you're not going through the experience to pass is is in, is um, is to me is like just passive reading, and you know versus I, I have this objective that I want to reach by uh, three months from now. I, I'm going to try my first time three months from now, and I think that I know twenty percent of this blueprint, and then I get to eighty percent of the blueprint, and it's now at three months. It's like you know put up or shut up, and it, yeah. And, uh, and otherwise, there's no um, there's no drive. I mean, I I, uh, I don't have the you know my attention span's pretty low, so uh, I have to I have to I have to watch I have to uh, I have to stay very focused and follow my uh, uh, my spreadsheets. <laughs> so, Neil, I find it hilarious that you have eight CCIEs and a CCD and all these other certs. And you said my attention span is low. Like that sort of blows my mind. But that's that's awesome to know that you are you are in fact a human. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's here's the thing, right? Um, I mean, do you know that there's other things other than OpenStack? There's been like five or six at least CloudStack and all of these others that are just been as totally fascinating as OpenStack. But OpenStack kind of won, like VHS and Beta back in the you know the the Stone Ages. But it, it's one of those ones. If you know, you're like you know them, and it's like, well, there's eh, shucks, you know. I'm just learning this to learn it, and then I, I'm not going to do anything with it. So, oh, now it's just like Jeopardy knowledge. <laughs> so, you know. But but lo and behold, you know, it's ten, you know, five years later, somebody borrows a little bit of that technology, and you know it like in five seconds where that came from, like uh, somebody uh, sampled somebody else's song, you know, that kind of stuff. You're like, oh, I know exactly where that came from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's awesome. And, uh, but but without, without, without a structure, for me anyways, like I said, everybody's different, but without structure, uh, for me, having my two hours of, of, of learning every day uh, where I learn uh, and sometimes go back and, and go over stuff, say, from a year ago and, like for us and uh, VMware and all of the new products that are coming out. It's like, yeah. okay, I need to know this, 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 and this. And then, okay, I know everybody is like running a version of this code that's like two, two back, but uh, I'm going uh, uh, to learn it from there too because I need to know how to do upgrades. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned that. So, Let's assume that you were 2018 Neil Moore 
who's 11 years old stopping by Pan American University. Like I, I actually have a middle school student. I actually have two. Um, what, what would you say for those people and the people just thinking about entering into IT, like where would you tell them to build their skill set? Would you say learn the CCIE? Would you say get your A plus? Like what, if, if I just came to you, like what would you tell me to start learning? Oh yeah. First thing is to, to find out what you're interested in. I mean, it's kind of, it's like, do you like to play an Xbox or would you like to know what, how the Xbox works? Mm-hmm. You know, and then from there, like, okay, what part of the, and I'm just picking on an Xbox cause it's the first thing that came to mind is, okay, on an Xbox, what part do you like? Do you like how you can talk to other people or do you want to know, okay, I really want to know how those graphics are made. That tells me that they're more of a programmer kind of person, that they want to learn programming. They want to know what's going on behind the scenes. Like, okay, how does, how does one player talk to another player? Um, then I show them, hey, I'll show you this thing that happens behind the scenes. And you can see how this path works. And if that interests them, like that's where I would go more towards the networking route. And another one would be like a phone, like, okay, let's look at a phone. You know, do you want to know how dial tone works? Uh, How uh, typing in the numbers, how that works or, you know, and then it's a lot of questions I ask them to, to try to find something that they would like and be passionate about. Because if I, if I do an A plus uh, and it's just a, uh, I know it's really old, but you know, okay, this is an ESA bus. This is an ISA bus. This is a PCI two, three, what are the lanes? And, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, this is a NUMA node versus an UMA node and, and all of this other stuff. Uh, you know, that may not interest them at all, but uh, finding things that they do. Like uh, I'm in, I'm on the NFE team at, uh, at VMware. So they're like, Hey, what do you do? And I says, you know, all that stuff that runs on your phone, it's got to run somewhere. And then, uh, you know, start walking them through how a, like a phone phone call works. And if they, uh, you know, don't care, then, then I know that's not an area that they would want to, they would yeah. want to look for sure. But, uh, but that's what I do. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, one thing that you had mentioned that I was really super curious about is since it's sort of in the same vein, I think you, I think you said it was called code RGB. Like what, what is that? RGB, Rio Grande Valley. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I, I grew up in McAllen, Texas is where I went to high school. So we didn't have a, um, I mean, it, the infrastructure is, a, a, you know, it's not a Silicon Valley, we'll say, or Houston or an Austin. And uh, they are a nonprofit that that helps people learn different technologies. So like programming and, and I was down there and uh, giving them a, a, a you know, pointers and stuff for the uh, doing the Cisco program because it was a, a CCNA uh, uh like study group and uh, just walking through all of the, all of the stuff for them on that. And then uh, of course the thing is that there may be 30 or 40 people in the room, but there's only like maybe one or two people that are actually interested in like passionately learning it and then help those folks out. Well, and that, you know, it's funny 
<laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that. So it kind of dovetails into what I hear a lot about, you know, people who are seeking mentorship. So um, yeah, I guess one thing that I want to ask you is, is, you know, if somebody came to you to ask for mentorship, obviously you're crazy busy, right? Like, what should people do when they decide like, yes, I love this technology. I want to be in network function virtualization engineer. How do I do that? Like, show, show me all your secrets, Neil. Like, what are things that people should do when they approach somebody to say, hey, show me these cool things you know? Yeah, and to, to, to put it as a, another analogy, um, and by no means, I mean, this is just accurate for me, but uh, it'd be like a person that's been sitting on the couch for six months or a year uh, asking a marathon person, you know, how to, how to run a marathon instead of asking what are the steps that it takes to get there and yeah. uh, start working through them uh, to, to see if, that's that's what they want to do because one of the things about at least um, from my side is it's constantly evolving so it's like once you get what you're after um, then it's it's on to the adjacencies for that job or that function and like network function virtualization is um, or 5g I mean that's my next big thing now is okay now we have network functionalization now now we have 5g and it's like Oh my gosh! I mean, this is a this is a whole new uh, set of radio wave stuff that I've got to that I've got to work on. Yeah. And, and the reason I kind of bring it up is that you're you're trying to to get to a point where it's like, okay, I'm uh, I know absolutely nothing. So I would uh, if if I knew like if I was going from like wanting myself and this is like summing it up over the years, but if I want to go from zero to hero on something, I find somebody that went through the whole path. I don't want somebody that went instantly to hero. I need somebody that went through, and that's what's kind of cool about stalking people on LinkedIn, is that you, <laughs> can, you can go find somebody that went from um, like a, an internship to, uh, and, and again, I, I kind of post, all, I have all of, my, all of my jobs all the way back into the 90s just to show people that, you know, it's, it's a progression. It's not like, hey, you know, you pop up and you've got this distinguished whatever or staff whatever on your title. Uh, yeah. It's a, it's a progression of, of things. So it's like, okay, I'm looking if I, I find somebody that, 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 got, that took the lumps and then I find somebody that's right before that. And then I find somebody right before that. So then I have um, uh, stepping stones to, to get where I would you know, want to be. Uh, and in our field, um, I, I try not to do it any more than 18 months. So okay. I want to be at the level of whatever that person is, because if they're still advancing, they're going to be 18 months ahead of me. So that, that should, you know, be, uh, the ability to jump faster, sure, but if you if you if you're just trying to go through the experience, you may never get out of first gear or that first person's thought process to get up to the to the to the higher levels, and that's kind of that's kind of what I I guess it, from a mentorship, and it's it's difficult for me to 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 say hey you know people ask me hey you know you know what did you do to get your route switch and I'm like dude my route switch is from 2002. 
I mean, the only thing that my route switch is really good for is I'm one of the few people that's actually been through a protocol conversion. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they're like, what do you mean protocol? There was something before IP. <laughs> and yeah. so, you know, and uh, yeah, I've been through, I've been through a few protocol conversions. So, um, you know, that's, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's really what that first CC, uh, CCIE gave me was Apple talk, token ring, ethernet, IPX, uh, you know, and IP, of course, uh, it didn't, you know, from the, from that and BGP and OSPF have been timeless, but the, that, that's the, that's the big thing is you, you, you pick, you, you can't pick the marathoner, uh, as where you want to be, you, you want to be there in 18 months, you know, you gotcha. can't do it can't be there in six weeks. So you find somebody doing a 5k, 10k, you know, and then you learn from them. And then, and then as soon as you've met, you know, you've, you've either helped them get to the next stage. And that's really where the learning comes in is that you bring those people with you. So, you know, you've got somebody that's say running a, a 5k and they're looking to go up to a 10k. Once you have those, then you, the two of you go to work on the 10k and then the two you work on that after that, then you're doing the marathon and, and, and they're like, well, what does that got to do with anything? You know, I says, all of a sudden using that analogy, you're building your network of people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden you've got a network of hundreds of people that have helped you or you've helped them. And, you know, you can call them just for, you know, for anything you need and, and they can call you. And so, yeah, you've, and that's the magic of, uh, yeah, there could be jobs out there that are absolutely perfect, but, and, and some of them, those people have to say, I know a dude that's absolutely perfect for that job. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's that, where you go to yeah, I, and it's so funny you mentioned that, but that is a thing that, you know, I harp on time and time again is the importance of building, I know, it, I, I realized after I've said this in a few episodes that it's a cheesy Cisco quote, but, you know, building your human network is, is way more important than, it, it, sometimes it's way more important to know people than it is to know the stuff, right? Um, and you got to know the stuff, and that's a given in our technology, but I it's so funny that I've met these really smart people and they just get stuck and they can't figure out how to get a new job. And, you know, I go look at them on LinkedIn and they don't have a profile picture. They've got two connections. I'm like, well, yeah, nobody knows who you are, man. Like you're like, you're like Leonardo, you know, painting these beautiful pictures, but you hide them in your basement you don't even have a light down there. Like, you know, you gotta, you gotta meet some people. So yeah, and that's and sometimes like on the social networking, you got to have a little bit of a thick skin. Uh, I mean, everybody can voice their own opinion, so yes. um, you know, uh, you know, it's like, uh, uh, yeah. And, and the thing is that at least on my side, I get a lot of invites, uh, and and you know, I'll help out anybody, but it's like, hey, okay, this is what you need to do. If you're looking for, you know, this or that, I, I, I know where you need to go. And then from there, uh, again, it's one of the, you know, using the marathon analogy, uh, somebody just out of high school or out of college trying to land a six figure job. And I'm going, well, no, no, we, the six figure job is not the first requirement. We have to find something that, that you're passionate about and you like to build your skill set. Yes. And from there, see if it's profitable. You know, it's like, unless you're Leonardo, like you were saying, and 
much later, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, your paintings are worth a lot of money. Uh, you could pick many, many things that while you're, you, you're passionate about it, it doesn't bring in the income that you were trying to do in the way that you went about it. So you have to, by knowing people in different silos and stuff, you can say, okay, I know this and I know that if I move, if I just move my focus a little bit over, I can start doing Visio diagrams. And, and, and that is, a, I mean, if, if people can make works of art out of Visio diagrams, all they have to do is start posting examples and people are like, oh, I want him because I don't like doing network diagrams or whatever they are, mm-hmm. or flow diagrams or application diagrams. There's no, you know, they're all, the, they're all uh, you know, similar in how they would be laid out. But that's an example of somebody wanting to be an artist in, in one thing, but they don't, they're not making the money. So they just, they didn't even know this Visio thing or OmniGaff or whichever one you want to use even existed. And it's like, well, you know, start, start laying some stuff out into this and I'll introduce you to, uh, to some technology people. And they're like, Oh, he'll document and he'll do graphics. He's, he's exactly what we're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, but uh, that, that's uh, it's 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 trying to, to to match it up, and it's a and and sometimes it's like you just have to 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 know the person. It's like I can't just like you know pick something and and say oh go learn this because they're like ah you know that stuff stinks. I'm I don't want to learn Linux. I mean there's no nothing. It's, I don't I don't care anything about this. And so you know I have to find something else <laughs> that that they would that. Uh, that uh, yeah, makes them, yeah. And technology is not for everybody, so you know it's uh, it's just what I know that I'm the most familiar with. So, may, technology may not be what they you know is is what they're after at all. You know, it's true that that is true. I have met a few people who it's like this. Maybe it's not for you. Like <laughs> maybe you should consider something else. So. <clears throat> I guess one, you know, you sort of touched on it a little bit um, in talking about how you, you know, move from sort of one thing to the next, but like, what's your, what's your litmus test to decide? I don't like doing this particular type of technology anymore. I want to go do something new. Like, what does that look like? Do you just get to a point where you're like, I don't feel like I'm learning anything anymore? Or do you just decide, I think this thing is dying off soon. I need to go find a new thing. Like, how has that worked in in your career, in your experience? Oh, yeah. It's similar to like... um like networking, I mean, just using an example, or even servers back in the day, everything was done by hand. And then automation and group policy started coming along. I was like, oh, this is very cool. And then it became commonplace. I was like, ooh, time to move. <laughs> as, as soon as it becomes super commonplace, that's when it's time for me to, to, to find something that I can augment it with, that I can, that, that I can add on to it that moves me uh, down the road. So it was like, uh, uh, like the, I, I knew Linux, I mean, Unix before Linux, but uh-huh. Unix really well. And then 
then the, this network or this Linux thing came along, but Linux was was half baked, and you know, Linus is probably going to get on my case, but it was half baked in the in the late '90s and everything. I mean, <laughs> FreeBSD, FreeBSD clearly was the it was the better product, but yeah, you know, I, I'm all about starting religious wars, and. And then, then from there, it's like, okay, okay, this is where we're at. No, HPUX and Sun, I mean, they, they're very, very solid. But it's like, oh, everybody knows this now. And then, but nobody knows Linux and networking. So then I kind okay. of moved over into networking. And then, you know, you know, find lines of code. And it's like, oh, look at this. We can start to take a little bit of the Linux. And they got this thing called APIs that are out now. And I can do it all with APIs. And Cumulus, but to me, Cumulus didn't take off like I thought. So I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. time box that, and said, okay, I'm gonna, you know, I put a, I put a few weeks in, and it was like, I'm just not seeing the, the, you know, the, the grip like, like the Cisco networking or you know VMware and all of those for their APIs, their, 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 their hold was a, was a lot better. So. I switched over to you know doing that with like the CCI data center and, mm-hmm. and and VMware, and I was like, okay, now it's becoming commonplace again, and so then I moved into you know the next next thing. Oh, networking and security together. It's like, oh, that sounds like a an excellent plan. I mean, literally, I get a call from VMware. It's like, hey, you want to come over to VMware and the networking and security? And I was like, dude, did you bug my phone? I mean. <laughs> I was like, and so uh, yeah. I was like, I was, I was just, I was. It goes, yeah. I figured you were, you were getting ready. I mean, it's uh, what you're doing. You, you, you know that stuff. So, you know, you're, you're, you know, getting ready for the. It's not the next big thing because there's so many big things. It's a. Uh, I just saw that that it was that people were starting to transition away from. This is my switch. This is my port. Uh, because the virtualization folks. It was finally making it into the networking field. So I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, you know. Uh, so then, you know, I move over, and it was coming coming in pretty pretty early on the process. Not the nice area. That would have been that would have been crazy to come in at that time for me, anyways, because that would have been. Uh, it, it, to me, it wasn't through the cycles enough to mm-hmm. to 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 be something to because uh, I'm not a big startup guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because the I I like my structure, I guess. But now, now I got the, this is, this, this product is, I can sell this and I can, I can install it and I can configure it and I can do everything. So now let's, let's move that way. And then, you know, it's like, Hey, you want to, you know, I was like, this, I was like, man, this 5g is gonna, is going to be like, I don't have any last mile anymore with 5g and the amount of uh, throughput that they can put all the last mile cable is essentially going to go away. So I was like, ooh, and then the the NFV group uh, was like, one of the guys at VMware goes, hey, you know, talk to these these folks over in the NFV group, and I, and I was like, oh, this is like this is like taking everything that I learned from before, and everything's been modernized and refreshed uh, uh, to to do it with wireless, and I'm like, oh my gosh, so you got virtualization, you've got containerization, you've got all of these network slices, and all of this other. Uh, terminology that's hard to uh, translate into like enterprise speak. So yeah, it, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's like yeah, it's funny. I was like, dude, why'd you just say it? So you know, I was like, no, no, it's it's completely different. But the 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 thing is that what makes uh, telco different is that 
uh, to telco uh, and service providers in general, uh, a, a one million end user is a warm up, is a POC warm up. Not even, yeah. not even production, which could be the entire enterprise <laughs> for for another company. I mean, like big companies, like some of the uh, some of the applications that we're just doing little POCs to test are for one million simultaneous users, which is bigger than most enterprise. <laughs> so, you know, all your thought processes change to oh, you know, five nines is or three nines is not good enough. I got to get it to five nines. So yeah. even our stuff has to change. Uh, and that's, and that's really what keeps it, uh, you know, exciting. And you're, it's not, it's not like you're trying to job hop. You're trying to, uh, technology hop or stay relevant, I guess, because again, I, you know, I'm taking you back to the, uh, to that. If I said that I was a no Novell IPX expert, one, you'd say, what is Novell and what's IPX? And then you, <laughs> yep. <laughs> you'd be quickly like, uh, who cares? <laughs> you know, and uh, that, that's that's uh, kind of how it works. Is you 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 have to be able to evolve, but look at the noise, and and kind of take a little bit of a guess, like which product will work for you, uh, because you may be looking at three different products or four different products, like. Uh, uh, you know, even even languages, right? I mean, you got Go, Ruby, Perl, Python, PowerShell, Bash, whatever you want. And I personally use whichever one is the fastest, and I have my old scripts written in. I don't. I'm not not picky because if the technology that I need to and is going to have web hooks and go all over the place, then I'll switch to Python because I have more code in Python to be able to do that ability. If it's straight Linux, then I'll just go bash and, 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 uh, you know, call it a day. Uh, yeah. again, I'm trying not to be like, um, uh, uh, from a technology perspective, I, I go with, okay, I need to do this with a language. Uh, I don't favor a particular technology to, to meet that objective. Just what, what a, what meets the criteria the quickest is is your your decision factor basically well it's again it's what i know right and if i don't know um like i have an idea and i bounce it off of folks that are really smart in those areas like uh, i'm i'm pretty good on like nsx vmware's nsx and and i'm really good on like nsxt Mm -hmm. but i but because of my network I can reach out to, okay, I'm going to do this, this, and this with this language. And I'll just reach out to the people that are dedicated to doing that. And they go, well, have you thought about this, this, and this? And I go, oh, that's all I need to do. Thanks. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know or, and, uh, and uh, you know, uh, there's, there's a couple of really smart uh, folks over in like Palo Alto that just know NSX, you know, cold. And I'll reach out to her and she goes, oh, don't do it that way. You know, do it this way. Uh, and, and it'll save you a lot of headaches. Use this API to do that. And I'm, oh, thanks a lot. And, uh, and then I bring that all back together and then, uh, you know, get the, get the solution out. But it's, again, it's, it's reaching back to that network that I have uh, of folks and they call me just the same, you know, to, mm-hmm. to, to help them out. So uh, I don't always think that my answer is the, the you know, the best. And, and, and a lot of times you have plenty of time to figure out uh, again, time boxing it. It's like, okay, if I have to have this particular thing ready for a proof of concept in two weeks, 
and this is my high level idea, let me bounce it off a couple of people and see if something's changed since the last time that I had to do this. And uh, if not, then, you know, proceed with what I have. But I mean, uh, VMware uh, just recently had it where you can do, uh, there's an API call where you can actually like type directly on the console now. Do an API call with VMware tools and then type like root and put in your password like you're logging in on the console. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that was there. And they're like, now I don't have to, you know, I don't have to have network connectivity to the box to, to do what I need to do. So it, it changes my thought process a little bit for bringing up NICs and stuff. So, but I wouldn't have known that without my, my network and just reaching out to some folks. It's like, yeah, yeah, what you're trying would have been great, like one ref back, but we have this in there now. Yeah. Cool, you know, <laughs> so thanks. That's awesome. Yeah, the network's great. So I want to circle back to one thing that you said. So you mentioned, and uh, I think this is one thing that's, you know, I'm just curious about it, but I'm sure it'll be really interesting um, for the listeners. You mentioned that something about, you know, two hours of learning a day, like what is that and what time of the day is that and, and how do you sort of structure that? Yeah. Um, yeah. That, okay. Yeah. I think somebody actually did a, another one. There's Googles on that, but, uh, or did a blog on it, but I'll, I'll sum it up for you. So I have, oh, have one to two hours a day that I put into learning something uh, new. So, uh, and I, I actually have like set music that I use for that learning so that every, uh, it gets me where, if I'm listening to like Deep House or something in particular, it's the same song over and over and over again because I'm not listening to it for the other words or whatever. I'm listening to it to get into, uh, you know, when I, when this music is playing, these things are happening. I'm not, mm, I'm not okay. on Facebook, YouTube, none of that stuff. I am doing just this. And I write out on a piece of paper. Uh, actually, there's some sitting right next to me. What is it I had to do today? So, yeah, I was, I was going over NSXT, uh, uh, HPU, uh, HPC 7000s, <laughs> yeah, right, blast from the past, and, uh, and uh, Intel 710 next. So I, was, I used the two hours this morning to, to go over in a, at a very low level, like, okay, this is what the firmware is. Uh, for, for the 710s, this is how it applies to HP uh, Gen 9s, mm-hmm. and and that, and then on top of that, uh, how to those two work together for NSXT, so that when I go do my proof of concept, that I know how all of them link together, and if I think I am just picking on one, say. Uh, uh, in, uh, on the HP side, I, I don't think I, because I, I'm a little bit removed from it since I don't work at HP anymore. So, you know, I reach out to some of my contacts and say, okay, this is what I'm doing with your card. And this, this, this may go over several days, but mm-hmm. do, do I understand how this card works with your, your driver and firmware on VMware? Um, and sometimes it would be like, oh, let me just, you know, let me get you a lab set up here so you can try it out, you know, try out what you're trying to do. And, uh, but, but that's, that's, that's every day. So that's seven days a week um, that I, that I, that I always put 
uh, one to two hours aside to the, uh, for dedicated to learning. So that, uh, when you add that up, you know, comes out to 14 hours a week. So multiply times 52, you know, you're, you're, you're staying on track, uh, uh, over the, over the long haul. And, and, uh, it's like, okay, I would pick something. It's again, 18 months out. I have my 18 month mm-hmm. goals, uh, uh, which is, 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 is crazy on, on, on the software side of the house. But you know, it's like being really good at 5g is my current 18 month goal. I mean, it, so learning slicing and all of this. So I'll put that stuff into, uh, uh, like one to two hours a day, but I know that I'm not smart enough. Uh, it, it's, it's a field that I, I know wireless, but not to the level of what you need to know it for, for that, for that technology. So I, I, again, reaching out to my network and, and stuff to help me learn those, uh, learn particular aspects of, of 5g and then apply it to our, our code set, uh, gives me that bridge again, uh, that I'm looking for. So, yeah, but every day I, uh, I think there's one out there that, um, I think it was packet pushers or something uh, I did like two years ago. It was like, yeah, I listened to deep house all the time for my, uh, my music. Cause uh, there's no, uh, the one, the stuff I listen to anyways, doesn't have lyrics to it. So right. it's just uh, 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 120 beat music. That's, and it's, and I, and it's, I have it like an hour long. So I'm studying for an hour now. If it's a brand new technology, maybe this is this is more relevant for you because I've kind of been doing this a long time, is that I'll pick a, if it's brand new and it frustrates the heck out of me, I'll pick a minimum and maximum that I will that I'll study for it. So I'll say I'm going to look at this at least for five minutes, but no more than fifteen minutes. Okay. That way, if I start getting frustrated because I, I I know that they have English written on that paper. I just can't read any of it. <laughs> I know it's English, but yeah. I'm like, what the heck are you doing? So uh, in 15 minutes, you know, okay, I've time boxed myself. So, okay, I've got this down. Then when I do it the next time, I'll try to make it um, 10 minutes and 15 minutes. But it's a minimum of five minutes, maximum 15. That way that I don't get frustrated doing something that um, – it, you know, it's, it's not fun. <laughs> so this is the time, Neil, where I turn the show over to you and I let you just, you know, have your, your parting thoughts or anything you're passionate about. Like if you could say one thing to all the people that were listening, even if it's like, man, I love cheeseburgers, you know, now's your time. So have at it, my friend. <laughs> well, I just sum up the, uh, the whole, uh, the whole time that we've been talking is uh, it's, it's, it's always a, it's always a journey, at least in tech, you know, I mean, there's other fields that you learn it to a point and you just get better at it at that point. But for technology, it's a, it's a constant evolution. So you learn one, pick another, combine the two together, keep what works for you, dump what, what doesn't. And uh, my, my favorite quote, I think it was, trucker that said it is it uh, you know what what gets uh, measured gets noticed or something like that so document what you're doing and set up your plan and and then you know change the plan as it's going along and you know a year later you're going to like oh my gosh i'm actually doing all the stuff that i was writing down every day uh and uh 
you know, and if you don't do that, it's like, uh, I think I'll go to the gym or, you know, I, I think I'll go lift weights instead of saying I'm going to be able to bench press, you know, 90 pounds or something, you know, it, it, you pick a, something that can be measured so that you can move to that. And, and, and to me, that applies to technology that, you know, applies to, to just about everything. If you've got a plan and you follow your plan, you can always change your plan. And, yeah. uh, but if you're not, you're kind of like me and like you said, I'm, I'm, I'm so bad about it. I'm, I'm like, a, you know, if we, if we, if we get off technology and we like me, I'll be like a, like I said, like a six month old puppy. I'll have no focus at all. <laughs> but uh, get me in front of my my notes and and what I'm doing, I follow it to the T. <laughs> so there you go. Well, I love it. Well, if you guys want to find Neil, he's. Uh, I would say the best way to find you is you know you can find some of Neil's stuff on the you're on the VMware blog every so often, aren't you? <laughs> feel like I've seen yeah, that. yeah. The uh, okay, it, it kind of works like this. Uh, LinkedIn is where I do the pro stuff. If you want to see where I'm flying next, that's on Facebook. <laughs> okay. And, uh, you know, so it's like if you want the professional stuff, you got LinkedIn. If you want my parents picking on me and my my uh, all of my friends. Uh, uh, you know, saying, Hey, you need to spend more time at home or something like that. That's on Facebook. And, nice. uh, yeah. and then, uh, that's, uh, yeah, it was pretty much the two. And I, I check them usually like twice a day. Cause otherwise I'll, uh, uh, check it. And then one of the other things that, you know, it's, and I'm really bad about it is on, on LinkedIn. If you, if your message is more than 10 down, I don't see them because it resets the message count. So, uh, it, unfortunately it's like if somebody posts something then five other people post something then it's completely off my screen and uh you know i'm i'm all over the place so if you ever want to meet up for you know i'm going to london tomorrow or no not london, yeah i'm going to london then over to newberry so uh going to uk tomorrow and then off to spain for mobile world of congress uh, I'm all That's over awesome. the place. So if uh, folks want to, you know, eat up for, for lunch or dinner, you know, I'm just uh, let me know. <laughs> it always makes it fun uh, hitting countries like Sri Lanka and stuff and, and uh, meeting some of the locals that take me to uh, places and see stuff that I would never have seen as a, you know, a, a guy, a, a, a touristy looking guy at the airport. <laughs> I love it. Well, you guys, you can all reach out to Neil, find him online. And, um, you know, we just appreciate you listening today and we hope you have a great day. Yeah. Thanks for having me, man. It's been great. Just wanted to say thank you for listening to this episode. I hope it was great for you and I hope you really appreciated it. I know that I love getting to talk to the people that are on this show, and it's just so exciting for me to get to share their stories with you. I just wanted to highlight a couple of things before we go. First things first, I want to reiterate, hey, there's coaching available for you. If you are interested in going the next step in your tech career, reach out to me. You can send me you know, LinkedIn messages. You can send me a Facebook message. You can send me a message through my website. There's lots of ways to get in touch with me. I really want to be assistance to you to get you to the next level. 
So if that's something that sort of you've been thinking about and it's sort of stuck in the back of your mind, um, reach out to me. You know, I can I can put you in touch with some of the people that I worked with in the past and you know, I just really want to be there for you. So if that's something that's been, you know, kind of in the back of your mind, you're like, I don't know, man. Nah, I don't know. You know what? Let's just talk about it. Other thing I wanted to bring up is, you know, when you're making a job decision, one thing that it gets in my way is, you know, analysis paralysis, right? Because typically in IT, we tend to be a little analytical and and look at things and, well, I don't know. So under the resources page, I've created something called a DAM, a decision analysis matrix. Really easy to go and download the DAM, and it allows you to look at positions from a non-emotional standpoint, and then we take into compare you know, take into context that emotional standpoint. The last thing I wanted to point out is the interview checklist, because sometimes it's really easy to get wigged out before you're going to go, you know, have a phone interview, a video interview, an in-person interview. It's just simple two-page interview checklist that helps you prep before you go. So, hey, reach out if you have any questions. And again, thanks for listening. And- Thank <laughs> you.